0: <laughs> episode uh, 65 music guy podcast <laughs> my voice is really sore after that uh you know this is a podcast about two music guys you know and, and their journey being music guys uh i'm with my co-host al Rowe, who was recently engaged to a lovely lady um how are you doing al Rowe?
1: Hey, that was uh, that intro was everything i wanted it to be um so that was great. I didn't push the mic so. Really great. <laughs> oh you you clipped my uh, inner eardrum but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm doing well man. I'm doing well. Uh yeah, exciting news for sure. We we got engaged early last week. I could tell the story but I take way too long at telling stories. But anyways, I w- I was able to surprise her and it worked out just perfectly and we're super excited, super happy lot of uh, old friends and and family and and people that have you know people that are really close to us have been obviously reaching out and saying congrats and and we're feeling a lot of love there and then also people i haven't heard from in months or years reaching out phoning writing in um writing in messaging me on you know facebook <laughs> or text or whatever writing into the show being like yeah no so it's it's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's awesome man I'm, I'm so excited to uh yeah, to be entering this next chapter with Katie and uh, I yeah, know it's. it's uh, I it's, mean, it's the y- coolest, man. Y- you're not,
0: are you not going to have a COVID wedding?
1: Oh uh, going well, are, are you gonna have a
0: COVID wedding, or we're looking, like we're looking at like next year. We're
1: looking at twenty twenty two. Okay, the thing about weddings, um, and I'm by no means an expert on them, but I have played a number of them. You know yep. and the thing about weddings is like once you know i, I, I feel like a lot of people are like oh well when i do when i have a wedding i'm gonna make it cheap or i'm gonna i'm gonna do, i'm not gonna do this so then it'll be less expensive or i'm gonna go yeah. here and it'll be less expensive or like i don't need to invite that many people it'll be that's fine and then it's like as soon as you start making your guest list it's like if you know you got your families in there you get your friends you're at you're at 60 to 75 people in like Five minutes. That's how many people you've got on yeah. your list. And then there's and all the that's people that's you don't want you, to piss anyone off. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then there's the people that you forget you forget in the moment to write down a list and like every few days you're like, oh I gotta invite this person as well. Shoot. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean there's really no I I don't think there's really a way to avoid just doing trying to do something pretty pretty big, not enormous, like maybe like a hundred people. You want to get yeah. a nice venue, you want to have a nice dinner. It like it's always going to end up being an expensive day and like it's going to be a a big day and I just it doesn't really jive with COVID. Obviously most things don't. Um so I think in that case we're waiting at least until 2022 and hopefully we'll be able to do it. I mean I'm I'm I've been watching people postpone their their weddings for like this whole last couple this last year or whatever. I mean, like, man, I wouldn't want to be uh, trying to plan a wedding right now. Now here we are entering the fray. It's like, oh, uh, but I'm sure Matt, you, you can up. Uh, we haven't introduced our guest yet, but but <laughs> what we do, he, I'm sure he would he would chime in <laughs> on this this subject. We're really
0: hinging. We're waiting so long. Uh, me and me and Alan
1: Katie have talked
0: about it. We're waiting so long because we're waiting for the podcast to take off. Uh, and, you know, make a bunch of money. So uh, how it's going to make money is we have a Patreon
1: page. Uh, what's the link for the Patreon page, Al? I'm a horrible... Uh, yeah, it's patreon.com slash podcast for any folks who want to support the show directly. We really appreciate that. It helps the show keep going. It helps us cover costs like web hosting, and you know if if we can cover that, then maybe we'll be able to do a little bit of advertising to help grow the listener base. So any amount uh, can be as little as I think like five bucks a month, Canadian. We, we really do appreciate anybody yeah. who's going over there and checking and then that out.
0: Now, as another source of income to keep this ship running and also get to get Al's wedding going, uh, <laughs> we're uh, we have a merch store uh, on our website, MusicGuyPodcast dot com. You just click on the shop button. We've got t-shirts. We have hats. uh, We have cups. Uh, What else do we have? We have sweaters as well too. Uh, I'm trying to think if we're missing anything. I was picky as fuck too. Like it took me like two months to do this. Yeah. I ordered – literally I made – there's a bunch of different t-shirt designs, but there's a bunch of different t-shirt styles. uh, And I ordered every single one of them. Oh, well, that's not true. I, tr- I ordered all of like, the, the not cheap ones, uh, and I came to the conclusion on the, the softest, uh, but like the coolest looking one, because I fucking hate when you get merch, and it's like, I would never fucking wear this. Mm, yeah. uh, so go check that out. Buy a shirt with our face on it. That's right. We have those. Support yeah. the boys. <laughs> okay. Support so boys. speaking of supporting the boys, we have a friend here who is also on the Patreon, uh, Matt O'Rourke. He is a producer, he's a drummer, he's like my music friend since the beginning of my music. Uh, We were in a metal band in high school together. But he uh, produces an artist named Shawnee from Canada who is great, has like a monstrous voice. Uh, She would do a better intro than I just did. Uh, And then Lance Dobinson, who also actually has a really lovely like deep voice. He's a country artist. Uh, And then he produces another artist named Jeff Orson as well who is country uh, and then he plays with a good friend of mine, Chris Barclay, uh, who I also play with. Yes. Uh, and then he also obviously plays with Shawnee because she's great. And then Luke Calla, uh, if I'm saying her name right. Did I, did I get it? Yeah. I did it. it. I did it. But uh, you got it. Uh, yeah, how, you did. how are you doing, man?
2: <laughs> I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? Surviving the, the COVID <laughs> struggle? I, I feel like we're kind of like reaching the, uh, you know, knock on wood, reaching that turning point. Uh, I don't now. know, man. Vaccines be are coming out. I don't know. I, be careful I what you say are, you on know, here, man. We'll <laughs> see. Don't jinx it. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. You know, you know, you got to knock on something. But, uh,
1: Thanks, but yeah, yeah, Al, congrats,
2: buddy. Congrats on the engagement. And uh, yeah, yeah, that should be a fun time. Are, are you guys going to have a wedding band? That's the big, oh. big question.
1: You know, this is a real... <laughs> oh. I mean,
2: will live music be well, an option?
1: you know what? We'll probably just get forced out of it because it's X amount more people on the guest list. And right. And, you know, it's just (laughs) expensive and which it's it's rough. Feels bad to say that because as you know, as players ourselves, like we're really hoping that the wedding season can get back up and running and maybe at some point late this year or early next and we can start to work again as musicians. But it does feel like that'll be still one of the things that sort of gets Cut off if it's like, well, you know, we could do, you could do 50 people indoors now. It's like, well, okay, well, we're not going to, probably not going to go with the band yep. then, right? Because we want to include, you know, those four or five s- slots should be, f- you know, our family and friends, yeah. which obviously is what you, you know, you would want to do. So um I don't know if we'll be able to. Also, like, I don't want to, yeah. I wouldn't want my friends to be like working my wedding. You know what I mean? Which means yes. I would have to hire a band that i yeah, don't know enough. and like haven't heard before and then what if they're not good i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. maybe yeah you'd we'll be see. there like yeah, all the time
0: listening be like wow these harmony sh- singers are fucking shit <laughs> see I, I i feel bad because i'm in mic work I on my it. wedding but in in, in, in retrospect <laughs> we kind of like it was
2: more of a it was more of a yes. jam like it was just very was chill very I just wanted to, like, make yes. music with my friends. Like, we kind of, like, did ours in, like, two separate days. It was weird. So we did, like, a really super small ceremony <laughs> yep. on one night, like, the night before. And it was just, like, a like super close family, like, not even the extended family, nothing like that. Um, and then the next night, we just kind of had a party with, like, yep. all our friends. So it kind of, like, separated it up a bit. I mean, we thought we were going to save money by doing that, but... No, like it's still expensive. The industry gets (laughs) it, man. There's just no way, because like you said, Al. Like once you start getting that list going, it's like, oh well, what about them? Oh, what about them? We can't invite them, right? So it's like you just keep going, and yeah, and then it's like, damn. (laughs) So yeah, but anyway, no, it worked out, and we had a lot of fun. It was great. It was was, a great wedding.
0: It was a great party. I mean, I I, the the funny thing is, I would prefer to be playing at a wedding because, to be honest, I don't really know what to do at a wedding. Um like I I don't really like dancing. Yeah, that's like me. Uh
2: when I'm like at a concert I'm like I just want to like yeah. play. Like I don't want to yeah. dance to this. I want to go play. Like I want to make people dance. I don't want to be the one it's, dancing. It's not a,
0: it's not a great situation for me uh unless obviously I know everybody there which I would at your wedding. But still, you know, I, I it was fun. It was it was a fun time, but I totally get that sentiment out. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely like and more people that you got to invite and if the the it's slim what you can invite because of the restrictions, then it's kind of shitty. Also for me, I mean, I'm realistic. uh, When that happens for me, a wedding, like I am not a wealthy person. Uh, I would say I'm in fact the opposite. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I I, I could afford it. I, I don't think I'll be able to afford even just a regular wedding. You know, unless you guys buy all of our merchant, our Patreon. If we, uh, you know, if we get like the same kind of numbers as as Joe Rogan, yeah,
1: then then I will. <laughs> yeah, I promise then all. Then I you're talking. In. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it's a big it's a big yeah. investment, I guess, if you want to call it that. And you definitely want to be careful. I mean, Kate yep. and I have obviously talked about this, but like, there's a lot of things that you you could do that you don't have to that you know if we're talking about going from yes. expensive to extraordinarily expensive of course you do you know you're not going to do that stuff but yeah i do think that if you want to include yeah you know all of your your family and your friends which we want to um then you know you gotta yep. you gotta do that and that's uh that's what we're gonna be trying to make happen for for 22 and we'll, we'll yeah. see man <laughs> i don't know but uh but yeah, I'm very excited and, and th- thanks thanks guys for, for that. Um so yeah, in addition, Matt, to the playing credits, you're also producing music and you're running a music school out of your is it out of oh, your yes. house or do you have like a private area for that?
2: Yeah, no, I have a location yes. now. Like I was it started out uh from my my actually my parents house not even my house so i had like a separate entrance there uh, to the basement that i was teaching you know privately out of and i had set it up pretty nicely for that you know it was a good it accommodated what i needed it to do um but yeah then uh, i kind of just saved up and then yeah i finally found the right spot like it took me like a year of looking to find yep, the that. right spot uh yeah, so it, was, it took a while but yeah, it worked out. So now I have a spot and we've I've hired teachers and it's growing like That's crazy amazing, right man. now. Yeah. So uh yeah, it definitely was a smart move. Yeah, and I I didn't like I didn't expect it to go this far yep. like like cuz I, I I was telling Mike earlier like like teaching's kind of always been mm-hmm. like a side hustle. Yeah. I never thought it would be like my main source of income. Yeah. But, like, I kind of, like, realized after a while that, like, I'm really good with working with kids and, like, dealing with people and, like, parents and stuff. And they just, like, really trust me and, like, they they, they like me working with their kids. So I was, like, well, that's a skill. So I just, like, stuck with it. And then, yeah, and now it's well, just, like, the funny thing it's, is it's too, going great
0: because it's, sure. it's, like, you took something that was a side hustle and, like, took it to the next mm-hmm. level. You know what I mean? Like, so instead of being, like, in my case, teaching is definitely a side hustle Uh, and I make like it definitely helps me a lot uh, paying the bills but like you were like okay well why don't I you know open a store and like invest money and I will make more money in the end by doing this but I still get to do music cause I, I yeah totally I believe you were were you telling me about a certain side guy player who he has a music store and he plays for I can't remember and like his wife manages it now is it Uh, Oh, I don't remember who that was,
2: but yeah, like, I mean, I, I kind of like, you know, I wouldn't have thought of taking it to this point, uh, except for that, like my mentor, Bob Spencer, who like I used to work for, and he owns a company called creative math and music, which is based in Pickering. Um, he kind of like mentored me into the business. So like, I probably wouldn't have even thought of doing this except for that, like, because I was kind of learning the actual business side of it, opposed to just the teaching side. Then I was like, "Oh, I kind of get this. I kind of get how this is working." And uh, I think it's super slowly smart. started taking over more and more things, like learning how to do databases and run payments and forms and all this kind of crap that goes into it. so yeah, after after a while of doing that, then, yeah, then I was like, I felt confident enough to like maybe try taking it on,
0: right? It's just smart. We always talk about that uh, on the podcast just diversity of income like' cause you're not just oh, a player, sure, you're a producer. And you own a store, and you teach, though, too. You know, like those are all yeah. different things that will make yeah, sure that you. Can I tell, rent. I try
2: to tell people, like, like upcoming players and stuff. Like, it's really good to like. I'm not saying don't put your eggs in one basket because yep. some people like are just talented enough to kind of get away with that. But like, I feel like it's just it's just smart to like do a lot of things, yeah, because. This business, as you guys know, is so up and down. You know, I mean, even look at COVID kind of screwing us over a little bit right now. But the gig is kind of like a, you know, it's like a roller coaster, right? With, with how busy you get and how busy you're not, you know. Yeah. It kind of changes a lot. So for me, the school was like, kind of like, I was just like, you know what? This might be a really awesome base for me. Yeah. To always have that kind of like steady income while I'm trying to pursue other things that are like yep. essentially more important to me in my career.
1: So how have you been able to navigate the pandemic? Has it helped you to have all these different sort of hats that you're wearing or have you found it very challenging to sort of keep everything going with, with how how has everything affected you? and Have you sort of navigated it?
2: Yeah. So um, when I first got the keys for like the my new location here in Curtis, like I got them in, like, December 2019. And then, as Mike knows, like, we opened up right into mm. March when, like, COVID hit. Yeah. So it was, like, the worst timing for a new business owner. Like, I was f- kind of freaked out, right? Like, I was like, great. Like, is my landlord going to be expecting full rent? Like, yeah. I just got in here. You know, I only have the clients I brought with me. I haven't even tapped into, yeah. like, this area yet. Yeah. So I was kind of freaking out. Uh. But luckily, the landlord was, like, super cool. Gave me, like, a ton of months rent oh, free great. and stuff to kind of, like weather the storm, so to speak. And uh, yeah, so, but what I did, like, it was tricky at first, but then honestly, it wasn't that bad. Like, I still had, like, time on my hands because there wasn't much I could do to market the business with the pandemic just hitting, you know? Everyone was in full lockdown. So really, I just tried to, like, salvage as many online guys as I could and was still using the space for, like, production, you know, pre-production work and, like, doing my online lessons from here. Uh, but that was it man like i didn 't i, I didn 't get the serb stuff like i didn 't end up doing the whole serb thing, but uh I was You're still managing out, okay without having the to pay the yeah. rent here would have screwed me, but yeah. luckily because i didn 't have to I was still getting some income from the online and uh still had a bit of production pre pro stuff on the side going on but uh honestly man, yeah there wasn 't a lot going on yeah. when that when that hit yeah. right so a lot of video gaming and just chilling right with friends and yeah. and just trying to like you know s- keep mentally entertained you no know that's oh, amazing day, that you didn't so. have to draw
1: from yeah. from serb I, mean, yeah. I mean i know i was hitting that up oh i know yeah
2: i got a like i i got government help but not serb like it was yep. like a small oh, okay. business loan type thing okay but it's yeah, sick because yeah. it has no interest yes. so they that helped me kind of with like renovation costs and stuff when i wasn't really getting the projected income yeah. i should have been a hundred percent yeah right so I got to give the yeah, government that. Maybe this is the Big same time, one you're talking so, about. Yeah. There's
1: like a small business. I think it was for like 10,000 bucks or something. I, I heard about it recently. Maybe this is a new iteration of it yes. or maybe it's the same one that you got. But I was looking into it as a as a self-employed person and whether or not I could... It seems like it's more geared towards like actual businesses, not like yeah. like people like me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. totally. Yeah, I applied oh, for that yeah. and didn't get it because... I couldn't, like, it's the way they set it up. Like, you have to prove you lost a certain percentage mm. of your income.
0: Oh, okay. Um, and I,
2: unfortunately, just really, like, I really wanted that money because I'm like, that's dope because and then I just put it back towards mm-hmm. the lonely or Yeah, gave right, right, it, yeah. right, right, You know? Yep. Right? Like, because that's free money. I want the free money, the not grand. the one I have to yeah. pay back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, but anyway, unfortunately, yeah, like, I just couldn't prove because the online lessons, like, I still have enough signups that I'm making, you know, an X amount. Like, I couldn't really... Prove I lost a lot of money since I'm like just starting, so it's yes. it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, also kind of annoying, but yeah, hey, whatever. I,
1: I, I was looking into uh, not to make this all about financials, but I was looking to CRB, which is the like the the new CERB. and I don't think I can qualify for that either because it counts yep. against your income from the past year, uh, but like after deductions, which I'm like I'm pretty staunch about like deducting everything i possibly can in my in my taxes so my my net income is yeah, like pretty yeah, yeah. right on the line right so I, I you know don't pay a ton of tax which is what you're supposed to do and now they're like oh well you know you're if you're you know versus your net income or whatever you're making this then it you don't uh, you don't qualify so now it's like yeah it's kind of rough but I, sure. but Anyways.
2: Yes. <laughs> Speaking of that, like my wife and I, my wife and I just got a new house. Right. And we're moving in May. And yep. like, just talking about that, like how hard is it to get approved for, for money oh when God. you're self-employed? Yeah. It's so hard. Dude. Oh. It's so hard. Like my income on paper yeah. looks like shit. Like it looks so bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's funny. But luckily, you know, Jess has like, you know, a nine to five job mm-hmm. that looks good on paper yes. financially. Right. Yes so that helped like big time and then her parents had to co-sign uh, blah 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 but all that anyway, stuff. yeah it yeah. worked out at the end of the day but we got yeah, we yeah, had a lot of it's help it's tough
1: man Just,
0: yeah. it's another one thing we forgot to mention is you went to musicians institute in la which is pretty cool like you went for how many years <laughs> was it two or four or?
2: yeah i think I, it was about three years yeah. i was there because they do their like they don't really have breaks like you get like you do like a whole i guess they're like in quarters they're schooling so it's like you do a quarter and then you get like two weeks off and then you're back at it so yeah that, and so it's, it's kind of nice though because you just kind of freight train through your schooling you know yeah uh, yeah
0: it seems like they're the pretty hands-on you know? uh, like it's not like let's do a course on fucking history like i'm sure <laughs> that was involved a bit
2: Not, yeah, not much. Like, I mean, honestly, like I loved the school because like at the time I was, I was choosing between three places. Like I was looking at Humber, obviously I was looking at drummer, uh, drum collective, I think it's called which is in New York. And then I was looking at MI and. I auditioned for Humber and I got in, uh, but I got into the intro program because at that time my theory yes. was so bad that I'm pretty sure I bombed it. I should have gotten that. into uh, that as
0: well. It was yeah. a mistake so, to let me in the regular <laughs> program. Like objectively, <laughs> yeah. not joking. Well, you know, <laughs> like,
2: yeah, you know what? Like, And I also bombed the theory test going into MI, but my no. playing was good, so I w- I started out at a good level as far as the playing courses yeah. went, but uh, but I was so grateful that I went back and redid theory like at that point, like my teacher was so good, so I was like, "Oh my god, this like is so easy! Like, why didn't I get this yeah. before?" Because like I went to O'Neill, which is like a music high school, school yeah. right? Like, yeah, and like everyone there is already advanced at three, so I always felt like way behind, right? Like yeah. in elementary school, didn't learn nothing. You're like, a fucking drummer, you know, I learned man. "Smoke on the Water" on yeah. saxophone. <laughs> that was it, right? Like. I didn't know how to read. I didn't know anything. So, yeah, so it took me a while to kind of catch up on that front. But, uh, you know, yeah, it was a really good school. And uh, obviously where it is was awesome. You know, it was a great experience living there, for one thing. And then met, like, some really great friends and players and tons of experience. But, yeah, they, they really like a practical school, like, they, they get you involved with like all, all genres. they get you involved with studio work. they get you involved with uh, making tracks, you know stuff you 're going to le- like need for yep. sure in your career, which that 's why I was really drawn to that place uh, yeah, that is just makes that live element sense. that they include, yeah, and just preparing yeah. you for preparing you to kind of any scenario work. so yeah, totally the the coolest thing they had was they had these like real I think they were called like live workshops. And you have to do a certain amount of them per semester, like it's mandatory, but you can also sign up as for as many as you can handle or you want to do. And in the library, they just have all different genres, and each week's a different song. And you sign up for as many of those songs as you want for that week. So I would just go nuts. I'd be like, "Fuck it, I'll do Latin, so you, I'll do you country, up, whatever." You I signed up for everything.
0: Learn the song, and then you play it on recording, or you just play it for a live so you, thing, or yeah.
2: So you learn the song, and then you show up with other dudes that are on other instruments and okay. in other programs that learn the song, yes. and then it's like, "Good luck." Yeah. And then and the teachers grade you. That's, that's cool. Cool. So, so it's crazy. Cool, and they tell you what you can like improve on, and that's a really yeah, good idea. I thought. It was that was probably one of my favorite parts about it. Just Yeah, just like showing up to like a jam essentially and then but getting like graded on it. You yeah. know, there's like, hey, that was great, but like, you know, maybe the timing here felt a little funny or like yeah. maybe you should try this next time. Or like it's just like cool stuff like that, you know.
1: That's a really good like uh emulation of what it's That's like so for us now doing artist gigs where you're showing up to a band that you don't necessarily play with all the time. And it's like, how well did you learn the parts on the record? Like, that's all that matters. There's not really a ton of, like, interplay. And, like, (sighs) and sometimes there is. Sometimes you're shaping things and stuff. But from the get-go, it's like, how well do you know the parts? And, like, that's such a great training tool for that. Yeah, That's a really good idea.
2: totally. Yeah, it it was great. And, like, it's funny because, like, I started out doing mostly artist gigs. Like, especially after school. Like, I was in quite a few bands and, like, touring while I was still living in the States. And so that, that was always like, okay, there's rehearsals. So you're always like learning. Well, a lot of them were my parts too, because like I had played on the recording or yeah. if it, even if it was someone else's part, like we have that time to rehearse it and like get it as good as it can be and like work out on the live show. But it was kind of like a kick in the face when I joined the, kick, the Chris Barkley band. Cause Chris was like, hey dude, like can you come in this gig? Like Mike called me actually, hooked yep. it up, which is, I'm always grateful for. And like, yeah. And, but it was like, hey, here's 40 songs. And I'm like, 40 songs <laughs> at least 40 songs right because I wasn't used to doing that yeah. so it was crazy so I'm like holy so you know I kind of panicked and like I charted everything and Chris would I always you know tease me go yeah. hey buddy like when you getting off the charts right because yeah. I was like a couple yeah. gigs in still reading the charts because yeah. I I wasn't super into country world at that yeah the country world yeah. at that point right so I'm really glad I did it though like it's been great and I love country now and so much of the work I'm doing now producing is country yes so, kind of worked out uh but yeah it's just funny how it happened like that and then yeah that was kind of a kick like learn it you know as close as you can and do a good job and 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 try to like and learning how to organize yourself to learn that many Mm -hmm. songs is always like a challenge right like i know you guys were talking to willie how he does it and like how people Mm -hmm. prep you know like it's always different everyone has their strategies and some people are how much time you're dealing with right
0: like some people, like I know Al's really good. Like I, I fucking hate complimenting out because we're on the podcast together. <laughs> like it's just weird. It feels so like self-serving. Be like you're so great, Al. That's why. That's I why you. I asked you to do the like, show. You're great, also, too, fucking at, at Humber, when someone would come up after your recital and be like, "Sounds great, man. Sounds great." It's like that could mean anything, you know? Like th- you say, "Sounds great," because that's what you're supposed to say, whether or not I fucking like shat. All over stage, or <laughs> whether true. or not I crushed it. Um, but uh, Al's really good at learning tunes, and I'm always mm. trying to like subtly be like, "What are you doing? What are you doing to fucking learn?" Tell me man. Red tunes? light, green light. Um, but that's that's for another episode. Yeah, the red light, green light. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. I, you gotta yeah. trust myself. But uh, that's that's in another episode,
2: folks. Um, well, once you get into it, like, once you get into, like, learning a bulk of these songs and, then you're, and you're doing it for a while <laughs> and you're in the game, like, you guys can probably contest to this, but it's like, yeah. you realize, like, all these gigs you're getting, almost, like, 75, 80% of the tunes yeah. are the same, Yeah, you know? Like, you have your female artist country covers, and then you have your male ones, and like, a lot of them yeah. are similar. So, like, once you get a few of them under your belt... Like, and then you get a newer gig with a different artist you haven't played for. I started to notice, well, hell, I already know half of these. Like, oh, you play and Slow Hands couple- too? Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You, yeah, you play yeah. Blues Cruise? Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. Neat. Right. Yeah. Um, so one of the things, so me and Matt were in a band in high school. I met you through a guy named Matt Jacket, who I thought was like the best drummer ever. He's good. He's a great dude. Um, but, uh we we did a musical together and then we jammed at uh your place and then i was That's like oh right. matt and me we like you guys had a band going and then we started a band named anathema's blessing mm-hmm. i think it's on the internet somewhere it's still um, on spotify
2: guys you yeah. can go check it out get,
0: get some of those views you know <laughs> get get on some spotify. of those views for us we'll, well maybe maybe i'll ditch this podcast and this know? was this was mike
2: shredding days by the way yeah so if yeah. you want to hear mike shredding this <laughs> and, is your chance when i
0: was like 17 or 16 doesn't matter but so one of the things that matt was always really involved in because i always just like oh he's just a fucking drummer but he always <laughs> was involved in like like writing and 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 like writing parts like he like wrote the parts uh on a lot of those songs and then tj wrote a lot of them as well too um yeah that was so, back
2: when like guitar pro was the thing yeah you remember that shit yeah I so like lived yeah lived me, and, me and
0: tj lived on guitar pro yeah it was
1: guitar yeah. pro
0: It's almost like a DAW that functions in tab, uh, and it only had shitty MIDI instruments.
2: Yeah, like, have you ever gone on Ultimate Guitar and gone to the Pro tabs when you can, like, click play, and it actually, like, plays the parts? Have you ever used that before?
1: I think so, and the sound is just, like, like, it's, like, really, really bad. Oh, yeah, it sounds like
2: shit. It sounds like like when video games first came out, right? Uh, Like, yeah, you couldn't
1: release...
0: Anything. So yeah, no, it's
2: it's it was more of a writing tool because it was candy because if we were writing like really complicated parts, which we were, like a lot of it it was like odd time and like because we were like going through a severe, you know, dream theater, progressive rock phase, right? So this this whole album was pretty much, you know, influenced by that style. So there's definitely moments of that and and to like map that stuff, you really gotta map that stuff out. So like yeah, we ended up just sitting on guitar pro. You know, figuring out these runs and things that we're going to do. And, and, you know, but it was cool. I mean, you can map out all the parts, bass, drums, everything. So you can kind of get, you can practice with it for one thing. And then secondly, like, yeah, you're just able to see your part in front of you. And so we'd kind of map the songs out. And then, and then the rest of the guys would, would kind of do their own thing with it, though. You know? Yeah. Kind of make it their own.
0: I know? heard that Protest the Hero did the same thing.
2: Um, i would believe like it for sure yeah. for that we're amount not, of I, complication in their yeah. music I've, I've always like how could you like sub in for that gig as a drummer like oh. like good yeah. luck like i would i was like, it's so complicated like yeah to get the every change like it just blows my mind yeah. how they um, take the time to do that
0: but that ties into you doing production you know what i mean like because you ended up i remember you came back from la and you were just a drummer uh and you didn't get to like use that skill and then you you started to do production from there. How did that happen?
2: Okay, yeah. So while I was in LA, I was playing with this band, uh, Blacklight District, and we we had like a really awesome recording experience. Like we went to this studio, uh, what the heck was it called? Uh, Sonic Ranch in El Paso. So, I was in in Texas, this studio, and um, it was super cool. Like, a lot of big artists have gone through there, but the the best thing that happened with that whole band was that I met Stephen Short, who's like a really well known producer. And uh, I kind of like saw how he was doing things, and I was like, this is cool, man. Like, I like how. I just like that job like i want that job so what but what i like his thing though was he was the type of producer that doesn't really play any instruments or anything yes he's old school like he just knows how to arrange and get the best performance out of people that kind of stuff um and sound wise he was very tuned in as well uh but what i started doing like with my free time with school and stuff is i would just sit in my apartment and like pick any song like usually pop music and just like try to recreate every part that's happening that I'm hearing. Like, I was trusting my ear to pick out, like, everything that's going on, all the textures, all the everything, right? And get it as close as I could just with GarageBand. Like, even though I definitely didn't have the exact sounds, I'd be like, well, let me try to work with what I have and get it as close as possible. And just doing a ton of stuff like that, uh, like, made my ear so tuned in for, like production stuff so yeah and that's kind of how i started practicing like i think i took like a bruno mars song i think the way you are or something like that You remember when that came out so i just like yep. pre-programmed every i just redid everything yeah and yeah. then my buddy sang on it and like released it or something like back then but like yeah like i just started doing tons of stuff like that and trying to get better at programming and just learn how that works and and yeah just trying to get the ear developed to do the the job right
0: and then you just like you you, uh, you came back and then how did you get hooked up with Adam Fair at Villa Sound in sure. Collingwood?
2: Sure, so yeah. So that's when like things started take, like, taking off for me more to speak with like producing is, is because, so I was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was playing in Shawnee's band as a drummer and uh, she kind of brought the skill out of me. Like, I don't know, like it was weird. She's like, hey, I have this song. Do you mind just like checking it out? Like, do you want to try working on it? And I was like, okay. Yeah. And she really liked what I did. Like, I just did my thing to it. And uh, and that song ended up like yeah that song ended up kind of starting out like a a long term producing thing with Shawnee and we've had like pretty good success with a few tunes we've done now and uh, so that's kind of how I met Adam because she was already working there yeah like using that studio um, so she had already been going there knew Adam and was like yeah you're gonna like really gel with this guy. I love this studio. That's I that was kind of the place she would go it for is all nice. her writing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice space. for sure. And yeah. yeah, so that's kind of how that happened, yeah. just through Shawnee, and then I met Adam, and then now he's been getting me tons of work. So it's
0: yeah, been really nice. Well, yeah. you you play every fucking instrument, you know, like <laughs> like you play all of the. All of the, the main instruments, like you were saying yeah. this before, like you don't play like lap steel and shit. You'll like hire that out. Yeah, for but sure. Like,
2: yeah, I try, to, I try to play like the rhythm section essentially. So like, yeah. so that way like if an artist comes in, you're not bringing, you don't have to bring in like five different dudes, you know? So like I, yeah. I kind of just make it so I go in, I I've usually already have the song arranged and mapped out by that point, like from free pro and then I yeah. get my files in with Adam, and then I replace the MIDI drums with real drums. I do percussion. Um, I'll usually do bass unless it's like something I think I want someone else to play. Uh, but generally, like I really love playing bass. Like I love writing bass lines. I feel like it can make or break a song, like big yeah. time. Oh yeah. So I love playing bass lines, writing bass lines. Um, and then yeah, and then I'll usually do rhythm guitar, right? And and some some lead stuff, just depending, like on, again on the complication, but. Uh, Adam yeah. has a couple sick on-hand players like like for lap steel yes. and fiddle and stuff like that. So like I usually let them take the the solos. You know if it's going to be something super traditional country sounding, I like to just go. Yep. You know what, man, you ripped this because this is your this is your thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just yeah. So basically, I just give the foundation and then go from there.
1: Are you going into Villa and recording that stuff with Adam, or do you have a setup of your own that you're? using predominantly to do all of that
2: yeah it's all with adam like i do pre-pro here at my studio which which anyone can really do pre-pro because you just have a midi keyboard and a microphone you can do pre-pro um but then yeah like i just like i said like i'll map the track out here so the artist will usually send me like you know their uh their idea for a melody and chords sometimes i'm already like this is great and then sometimes i'm like this is not great so we have to like re do the bones of the song like maybe mm-hmm. the chorus is just is definitely not catchy enough how it is or like the chords yep. are not working with the melody but so i've i've had mixed mixed bags with that kind of stuff um so yeah we get it ready here and then yeah i take it to adam and we redo it, redo everything there and adam's usually that well, always the engineer so
0: mm-hmm. he kind of runs the yep. board
2: for me which saves me a ton of that's time because like, i can str- focus on the creative side so. yes
0: yeah well that's that's the cool thing too is like You guys are, like, both very specialized. You know what I mean? Like, if Mm -hmm. he's, like, an engineer and, like, you guys have really nice gear so he knows how to set everything and, you know, you know how to do that stuff too, but he's, that's his specialty. You know what I mean? Exactly. Whereas with you, you're, like, a player. um, Which is cool. Like, it's a two-man unit, but it's, like,
1: functions. That's a really good partnership. That's a really, really cool dynamic to have.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because I know some producers are very good at running the board, so to speak. Like, they're very tuned into that stuff and, like, mic placement stuff. But that's just, like, never been my passion or my world. Like, I'm really more about the creative side of the song structure and, like, bringing the song to life instrumentally, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, That's, like, what I, like, love to do. So to have Adam really, like, making what I'm hearing and, like, thinking, like, happen, you know, sonically, whether that's mic placement or... EQing or whatever, like he's able to tackle that with me, so I'm not sitting there, you know, wanting to punch someone because I don't know how to work the board as good as him, you know. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: that's like that. That's like yeah, like it's just cool because it's we've talked about this before. Like, what the fuck is a producer? Like, I know because the job can be like I don't play a single thing, and yeah, maybe I work the board. And that's, like, so valid because there are so many great producers who do that. Or it could be the opposite. Like, I play everything, but, you know, um, like, I could record, but, you know, there's guys who are better at that. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. I'm I'm kind of biased because, like, I am a producer, so I think everyone should have a producer. But at the same time, like, when we were writing in our band in high school, like, in a sense, we were all producing each other. Because we're all working things yeah. out together as a group. Now that's changed so much. Where so many people you're working with are just solo artists, right? Everyone's just coming in with their own yeah. stuff, and they have all the control. So they don't really have any other input happening, you know. So yeah. I think now more than ever, like artists are needing producers because it's like, okay, I have these, I have a song, but what now? What you know? How do I bring it to life? How do I? Is yeah. it even good? Like I don't know. So they need help, right? Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And you're the man to help them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. it's really, uh, it, it, you're right, Mike, like the, the role of producer can sort of take on so many different forms and like what skills you have, what skills you, you don't have. I guess it's just a testament to re- to realizing that or learning like what you're good at, what you're passionate about, what you're not as yep. good at. What, what drains you? It's like, all right, well, if it drains me to sit here with a mic and like tweak settings and try to find the right setting, maybe I should find a person who that fuels them. That's like, they just get so fired up about yep. getting the perfect placement on, on that mic. And like, but it dra- it's really draining to them to sit with an artist and figure out the last few lyrics to verse two, you know? So they don't want yeah, to do totally. that, you know. If you if you can find that, and that's match, what I that's do. So yeah. nice, yeah, yeah.
2: Like Adam, Adam will like you know he'll like you just said he'll go hard on on the tweaking stuff, but then you know he'll like go grab a, like a snack while I'm like sitting with the artist, really trying to like nail in a harmony idea or like try to get them to actually sing the yep. proper melody at a certain part or depending on yep. their experience, right? So so he's like yep. you know for him like yeah does he want to do that probably not you know so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Also, too, I mean, um, with, uh, see, this isn't really the case with you, but, like, we were talking with, um, I guess it's not the case with Dave as well. It's just my my opinion that, like, say, for instance, you you got a banjo in the back there, and you're not a banjo guy, but, like, being willing to try other instruments is, like, like, I'm fucking learning lap steel.
2: Oh, that's amazing. Like, just yeah. for,
0: and, and but I'm not spending a bunch of time on it, and maybe in, like, two years I'll be okay at it
2: well that's the thing that's so valuable for a musician yeah and you guys especially are good examples of that like you guys are definitely multi-instrumentalists like I mean like Mike you upped your game like and started playing keys and like you've rigging are insane at slide guitar I don't know the hell you play slide guitar like that and and now like with you know backing vocals and keys so like that's the thing it's like when you have those like you have like edge on the competition so to speak when you guys like pick up other things like you're not just one thing you know and that's huge and that's yeah. helped me in my career producing because i can come in and replace like three session dudes and save the artist money all that yep. money comes to me instead which is good right so it's like yeah. so i tried to find yep. an edge on what i'm doing and 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 provide a service that's that's good for people like that and uh, yeah it's been working so far
1: even like little things in some of the mixing i've been doing for clients um just They'll send me the song. They'll be like, "Yeah, can you mix this? No problem. S- sweet, I'll send it to you next week." And like, I just put tambourine and shaker on it. I don't even tell them I did it. I just put it in there because I think it yes. needed it. Send it back to them. They're like, "Wow, this sounds awesome!" And I'm like, "Great, awesome." You know. <laughs> but it's like, be you know, being oh. able to do, and, and that's some, something that I think most people could sort of like. I'm not a great percussionist. Like to play tambourine well is extraordinarily difficult. But sure. to play it, it well hard, enough yeah. to like then go and chop it up in Pro Tools and quantize it to a grid, it's not that hard, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, no. if you can even I mean, add most little, of- <laughs> little things like that, it's pretty valuable.
2: For sure. And, like, most of my demos start with literally click and tambourine or click and shaker. Like, and, I, and usually I just grab a loop, to be honest. I'll just throw yeah. a loop in, and that's yeah. where we're starting from. Like, that way, like, if we are just tracking acoustic or something first, like, the timing's pretty spot on, you know? So you're not worrying too much about yeah. timing issues with the click. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find shaker is super helpful with that.
1: So. I agree. I love having a shaker loop going when I'm tracking. If there's no drums yet, it's it really really helps.
0: I struggle with um, programming. Like I, I'm going to blame this on the gear, and it's not the gear's fault. But I struggle with um, that sort of alt percussion stuff because it is partially the plugins that I have. I guess maybe I don't know how to work them, but like I plug them in and. I need to get something like shaker loops or like some sort of plugin that is like, you know, just buy I can one, program dude. in
1: on a grid, like a shaker pattern. I got a shaker True sitting that. on my desk. True that. 20 bucks.
2: Yeah. You can just, you can just buy one and make your own loop. Like just play a couple of bars and then cut her up.
1: Just spend like, it's a lot cheaper just spend than a fucking half an plug-in. hour figuring out how to, how to do this and then you're good. Yeah.
0: How to do this there you go not
1: to to oversimplify that it it is really difficult to play these percussion instruments super well so I don't want to you know piss anybody off who's who's an expert people do that with
0: fucking acoustic guitar buddy people do that like with GCD and E minor they're like oh you know it's pretty easy these songs are so easy it's like fuck you man I can't do it like I literally I've tried to record myself multiple times and like Al just fucking
1: does it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, it pisses me off man I gotta have something, but yeah, you know what um, I think? What, what uh, to Matt's point about being able to play multiple things is like in school. I feel like one of the things that school did to me that was maybe not a great thing was it sort of cemented in my mind that you were you could only be one thing. And I don't know if that's my map. own fault just for like the way that I took in the information or or how I experienced it. But I felt like all right. Mike is in the guitar faculty therefore he you know if we were doing a project together he would play guitar i would not i would only sing you know like and i therefore yeah. i can only be yeah, a singer yeah, yeah. he can only be a guitar player he's not going to sing anything i'm going to sing everything you know what i mean and and then you get out of yeah. school yeah. and and i felt like i had this this lingering sort of thing of like well i'm you know i'm not a keyboardist i'm not a this i'm not a guitarist i still like ha- feel like i'm not a guitar player even though i like play a ton of guitar you know what i mean so it's like yeah. whereas i think if you look at it a little bit differently school actually equips you with the uh mental processes and the and the sort of the fortitude to take on a new instrument because you know all these people who are great at that instrument you can see what they do and like you for lack of a better term like you know how to music really well because of school right you know how to do music so you you know you could pick up an instrument and i'm not saying you're gonna be great at it the first time you try it but like you guys with you know lap steel banjo whatever like you can now you 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 can kind of teach yourself almost because you could sort of reverse engineer from what you're seeing and hearing people do and your knowledge of theory and how music works and you can figure it out right that's one of the probably the most important thing that you could take away from a school program like that is like the ability to go out on your own and acquire new information, new skills. So I, I think that For I sure. definitely w- I was wrong to feel that I could only on that. Oh, I'm a specialist at singing. So therefore I can't be anything else it's like, no, I'll like go out there and yep. do more stuff because like Matt said, it's going to, at the end of the day, it's going to get you more work. So if you're thinking about it, you should do it
2: yeah for sure.
0: yeah, well, because you're gonna stumble onto those situations. like I feel like with gigs, it's like luck. you know, like if you get a obviously it's not just luck, but I'm just saying this to prove my point, so fucking whatever. Um, but like almost there's like a, a big element of just like do you find the right person who needs the thing you have? Mm-hmm. and it's like, what are the chances are that that you're gonna find a good paying gig that's gonna play that's gonna like employ you for the rest of your life? if you're just a killing, like, country guitar player, and that's all it is. You don't sing backups. You don't play any other styles. You know, uh, like, that's all you do. It's like, those chances are, like, so slim, and you might, some people do find that. And I feel like it has to do with skill, but there's tons of people who are really good who just don't get work, but it's just because they don't, you know... They don't meet the right some people. people, but if you have all these other skills, yeah. Some
2: people don't get like those gigs too, just because maybe they're not like as nice of a person or good of a person to work with as yeah, the next guy. Like that matters a lot too. Like don't be a shitty person. Is kind yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, I've heard you guys talk to other. I think Rich said that, and it's so true. It's like that. That's that's yeah, yeah. That's boy. first, right? And then learn your instrument and. Just be a good person and be someone that people will want to hang with, you know, and just be a good hang.
1: Yeah. But also, like, say, say yes, and, too, right? Like, total. I think a lot of people yeah. say no. Like, if, if I offered Mike a, a lap steel gig, even if he didn't know the instrument that well, but he was kind of learning, and he's like, no, no, I'm not good enough. You should use this person.
0: Even if the person said, like, you don't have to be good at this instrument, we just need you to play yeah. it,
1: a lot of people would say no. Yeah, and I yeah. think I think there's a lot of opportunities to just, like, I'm doing a mastering job right now, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. because amazing. i said yes you know at first i was like no you should you know yeah. you should use my guy ruben at mojito that he's amazing and like i th- really think you should go with him and they're like yeah we just don't have the budget for it like would you be willing to take a crack at it for x and i was like okay sure you know what i mean yeah. and, then, and then it's like yeah. what am i gonna do Tur- turn the work away like it's covid i need to totally I need the work and that's, totally. It, now it's yeah. a good ex- ex- excuse for me to to learn this skill also Are
0: you a sound engineer that knows how to use EQ and compression and, like, is a second set of ear? Yeah. Like, you have all the skills you need. Yeah, Yeah, and that was how I got into it in the
2: first place, too. Like, Shawnee was like, can you do production on this song? I didn't know if I could do it or not, but I said, yes. I was like, sure, let me take a stab at it. And she liked it. So we're, and then here we are. Right. So,
1: uh, but Hey, one thing I
2: want to ask you guys is like, and this is something I've been pondering about is like for me personally, like one of the reasons I love producing and, and writing is because like, like I feel like I'm more invested into that artist or that band when I'm a part of the music, if that makes sense. Like I feel like oh, it's a very different feeling from being a hired gun. like I will always prioritize like something I'm involved in like money wise like royalties and writing wise because at the end of the day, like I feel yep. more invested usually so it's just something mm. I was wondering what you guys feel yeah, about that because I don't know I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing but
1: that makes oh, sense I mean to me. I, I wouldn't say it was I, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. I would say it's anything that makes you more Engaged and more excited, more invested in a project is a good thing, right? So, like, I definitely, feel, I, I definitely feel that. Yeah, D- you know, I think mo- probably most of us would agree. Like, doing a cover gig at a bar right. is fun, but you don't really feel like you're. I don't know, like you're not really leaving anything behind when you go. Like, you didn't add any new sure. music to the to the world. You didn't, you know. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you're playing yeah. guitar or drums or whatever for an original artist, and you're playing at least you're playing their original music. Like you are helping to put forth some new music that yeah. you know you you believe in. And then like the the, mo, the you know the the t- the highest tier of that is. Well, man, no, like I played on that record or I produced or like the reason the second verse is half as long is because I was like, I think this should be half as long. And everybody thought that was right. Good. Yeah, totally. You know, like that, that, that feels <laughs> totally. great. Right. So yeah, it does feel great. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you, man. I love being a part of the that, that whole process. And I think it's awesome.
2: Yeah. And, and I think like over time, too, like because you start producing more and more and if you're doing a good job more, you know, you'll get recommended more and more people want to work with you. And then what you start to see happen is all this music that you're invested in starts paying off, especially with artists that are, you know, are working hard and getting those streams and those and that radio play, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, after a while, I started to realize, well, wow, now this became a side hustle and is generating me income on the side now. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting how that happened. And then, like, yeah, it's just, it's a, and that's a whole nother ball game is, and I heard you guys talking with Sean Giovanni about that is like, how do you even like go about like, pricing and like that whole weird world of communication with with clients Ugh. like i know it's such a greasy word <laughs> it's such a greasy topic yeah. but yeah that whole world's been interesting too man i mean that's a whole nother whole nother ball game as well
1: have you learned anything did do, do you have any wisdom to impart on us in that in that sphere there matt like have you figured anything out <sighs>
2: Kind of, yeah. I'm still working my way through. Definitely like, like he said it, I think, and I, and I had done that, so I was glad to hear he, he said that, was like really kind of setting a ballpark rate. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had to sit like with Adam and discuss what he thought about it too, right? So like we had to sit down and kind of figure out, well, yeah. like what should a guy like me be charging? You've worked with tons of producers. So like kind of having Adam to talk to you about that
1: mm-hmm. was
2: great uh, since he's been doing it for so long. But it's a tricky thing like yeah like obviously like the first few projects yeah like you know the first couple shiny things i did i honestly didn't get paid anything for it i just did it but i had but i had like half the publishing royalties on the songs so they actually did end up paying me back yeah pretty decently so she's always great for that so it's like if we're in the room together like it's automatically assumed and there's no conflict with I've, i've never had any conflict with it that like everything publishing wise is split um and i don't touch the master or anything. I let the artist have the master I don't get into that, but I just I just have a publishing royalty percentage arranged with her, uh, and then with other clients that are newer, I have a studio rate and then plus some sort of percent as well and it's kind of like a balance right like yeah. maybe they don't want to give me any percent. so I talk to them and I work with them and I go, okay, well, then this is what I would charge then if the percentage option is gone or we mm. it's kind of like yeah. you know I just balance it out. Um, so that I'm happy and then they're happy because, like, you don't want to work for what you don't think you're worth. That's kind of the yeah. worst when you're in a project and you're like, man, I'm putting a lot of work into this. And, like, and I always give it 100% because you never know, like, where a song can end up. And and if you do a shitty job, someone will be like, oh, who produced that? Like, that sounded terrible. You know, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So no. I try to always do, like, a, a really good job. So, like, hopefully that, you know. And that's why I tell artists, I'm like, look, this percentage is because I want to invest in this song. Like, I want to, like, be excited when I'm working on it, you know? Be like, yes, like, my ideas are hopefully going to be liked and used in this song, and when it gets out there, like, hopefully it does well and gets some traction, and then I'll see a return. So for me, that, like, motivates me. Mm -hmm. And this studio rate's just, well, I'm here all day, like, for, like, 10 hours. So you're just paying for that time, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's how I've been doing it, and it's been working. And, yeah, if you just set a good rate and kind of stick to it. Like, it took me a while, though. Like, it took me a while to, like, finally come to, like, what I decided, okay, that's a good rate. Uh, Because I definitely started lower, way lower than I am now. Uh, But what I'm doing now, I'm comfortable with. And, yeah, but I think you definitely need to start low just to get the experience, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. When you say percentage, you're talking, like, songwriting, or are you talking specifically publishing? And do you, like, do you have a publishing company or, like, a publishing deal? Or how does that sort of, how do you figure that out?
2: I don't, I don't, I know it's so confusing. I don't actually have a publishing company, but like, I just say publishing because when you're registering it on like SoundExchange and like SoCAN, it comes up as publishing percentages. Well, at least on, on SoundExchange, it's a publishing percent. On SoCAN, yeah. it just gives you a general percentage. Um yeah. So yeah, I don't even know exactly what you call it because it, in a way it is songwriting, but in a way it's not because like... I do like I do alter melodies sometimes. I do like actually a lot. And I do change chords yeah. and things and sometimes help with the lyrics and phrasing. and so if you want to consider that yeah. songwriting, yeah, um, I guess it is songwriting. but but the, as far as like my arrangements go, I usually only take the publishing percentages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're paying me. So like, if, like I'm happy with what I'm earning, doing the work right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I, the songwriting thing is always iffy because it's like, oh well, I changed this and you changed that. But the way I look at it is like this song wouldn't exist if you didn't bring it to me. So you're bringing me the lyrics and yes. you're what you think is going to be the chords, right? And and then <laughs> we go from there, and 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 that kind of spree- springs the song. And then I sometimes I take it in a very different direction, or sometimes I don't. It like depends, and you know some artists have more a more of a specific. Uh, direction for the song so that's like another thing I battle with is like some artists are like so dead set on like exactly how it's got to be or like how they think it needs to be like even if they don't have that experience to back those decisions so that's something like Mm -hmm. you kind of have to like work with because like at the end of the day like the artist has to be happy or they're never going to hire you again so it's kind of like funny like trying to find a balance of being like oh you in the back of your head you're like this is not a great idea but like I need to come level with this guy. Like, we got to find a middle ground because, sure. you know, he's set in stone on this idea or this sound that they're hearing that maybe you're not hearing. So it's always funny kind of <laughs> hashing those. And then, and then sometimes you get artists that are like, whoa, what you did is so sick. Like, this is great. And they kind of just give you the throne and you kind of do your thing, which that's always the best because yeah. then you're yeah. like – you're just having so much fun at that point. Not a lot of conflict to deal with, but everybody's different. So you never know what you're going to get.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's really insightful. That's super insightful. Yeah. Yeah. It's one world I've not looked into very much is like publishing royalties and like percentage based stuff in, in the producing world. So I, think I need to do more research on yeah. that. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I'm still like I have a percentage of deals and I still feel like I got to do more research on it. It's, a, it's just weird. It's yeah. a hard thing to sort out, but I think it's super important, man. Like if you're involved like heavily in a song, like you almost want that insurance, I call it. That like if this artist does do well or if the song does really well, like I feel like it's important to have some sort of stake in it, you know? Instead of just being like, yeah. "Oh, pay me 300 bucks and then that's it," right? Like do you you guys remember uh Amy something? She came out a long time ago, rock singer. Uh, what's yeah. that band called? Oh, oh, Why can not I think you're of it? About.
0: Oh, evanescence. evanescence yeah yeah, so yeah the yeah. guy who i know the yeah, guy yeah, i know the, i met
2: the guy who sang that part like when i was living in new orleans because he's from there and just how ha- low and behold he was using the same rehearsal space as the band i was at the time and he told us how he recorded that that's song not, exactly same good. situation recorded it for cash for like nothing and that song blew up and he got jack shit so wow. after I heard that, I'm like, I'm Ooh. like, from now on, I'm going to ask for a percentage. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. So, what, uh, what yeah. Was so his, heard, yeah. Anyway, what
1: was it? Was he like a featured artist on that track? Is that what it was? Evanescence like featuring? I think or? it
2: was, yeah, because I don't think he was like in the band. Yeah, I yeah, think so. I think he was just fe- he they wasn't just in the paid band. This now. guy and he had his his own band, I think called Twelve Stones or something. And they had him come in and he did that he did that vocal track. And then look what happened to that song. It was like their best song. And then he yeah. wasn't getting yeah. any payment from it, so that kind of sucks. And he kind of made well, he made deal. that track awesome. So
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wake me up, yeah, man. I I remember thinking that like <laughs> I can't I was wake like, oh, Sweet, another <laughs> Lincoln Park band. This is gonna be dope. And then it's like, oh no, it's just the one track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huge Lincoln Park fan. Unabashed over here. Same, same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking Lincoln Park. <laughs> took me a while <laughs> to get shit, into them
2: man. though. It took me a while. I feel like in high school, Mike. Like I feel like I was like all like Iron Maiden and Ozzy and you know Dream Theater. all that stuff. Sure. like... Like, if you showed like me Linkin Park, then I'd be shit. like, this is stupid. But, like, now I love them. Like, I was like, what was I thinking, you know? I mean, yeah. that's the same oh, with just- everything, though. Like, country and music and all that and pop yeah. music. Like, And I try to tell that to my students. I'm like, guys, look, like, don't box yourself in here. Because I got those guys that are like, I'm not doing that song. I'm not doing that song. It's like, <laughs> come on, guys. Like, you got to yeah. be open-minded. But I remember myself at that age, right? It's, it's hard, yeah. right? Because you're in that, like, mindset of what's cool or whatever. And yeah. then... uh yeah, the world's a lot more black and white. Yeah, totally. So that's always <laughs> yeah. funny.
0: I don't know what what else what else you want to talk about, Matt? Uh, you boxing? That's cool. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> well, true. you Not boxing. <laughs> with no, people. not with
2: people. Just my bag, and I'm terrible at it. But anyway, I know. I just yeah, I just trying to get my shit together a little bit. Like I was saying to you boys before we started today, like the start of COVID was kind of funny, like. At first I'm like this is awesome like all my wife and I's friends are like at home working not even working like everyone was on pure yeah. lockdown so I'm like this is sick like all my friends are on Call of Duty like let's just like hang out and play video games and for like a month or so like it was pretty intense like just doing like COD tournaments and like stuff <laughs> and I was just getting way too into it and then I'm like and then I had to like step back and be like all right man like you're eating like crap like you're not like practicing enough like the business is where it's at, like, and you can't do much with that right now because of COVID. So I kind of like was like, All right, I need to like change the routine because I was starting to go a little cuckoo. So I was like, All right. So yeah, I just started, I started doing yeah, some online training with like, it's actually Adam's trainer, like from Villa. So he had been working with him for a while. And I was like, Dude, how's that been going? Like, is he good? Like, is it worth trying? And he's like, Yeah, man, for sure. So, I just, like, hooked it up with him, and, yeah, so I've been doing that a bit, and it's, like, it's been pretty helpful, man. Like, he makes me walk, like, every day. It's, like, he's, like, go do an hour, or, uh, sorry, uh, like at least, like, half an hour of walking every day. So he's getting, like, so I'm just, like, that's amazing. Like, I wouldn't even get out of the house before if someone didn't tell me to. So, like, now mm-hmm. I'm just, like, yeah, well, so I'm just great, walking man. more. I'm I actually have, like, a workout routine now. Uh, And and, and again, I was listening to Sean Giovanni's episode just a couple of days ago and it was kind of funny because I was thinking of, you know, talking about all that, a lot of similar stuff and like what he was saying about how he gets up like and just like works out for like an hour, like right away and like does his thing and like gets ready for the day. I was like, damn, this guy's like hardcore, but like it definitely like I'm not as dedicated as him, not even close, but like I'm definitely getting into a better routine. So it's like I can tell it does make a difference mentally and and eating too. holy Jude. Eating is the hardest thing to change, like because I'm, I'm all for like procrastination. Like I'm the worst for procrastinating, (laughs) so I'm like I'm like oh crap, I gotta go teach. I didn't eat yet. Like that's me, right? So I'm like whip something or go to Tim Hortons and eat a crappy processed meat and cheese sandwich. Right? Like it's brutal. So I'm like I gotta stop doing that. I'm like just use my time better. Like just prep some food for God's sakes. Like just make a tuna sandwich or like make some eggs like make something that's like real food you know so i just started getting in like better habits of that uh so yeah covid's been a good learning experience for that for sure and and even my relationship got better too like if you want to get into that world but like yeah like jess and i just being around each other so much like that'll test any relationship so like there was definitely some like hills and valleys at the beginning of covid but like now we're like super (laughs) even more solid so i'm like this has been great so worked on a lot yep. of things that I guess were getting neglected, you know. So uh Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean you know. there is some positives from COVID for sure, you know. Besides lots of people dying and being sick, that's awful, but you know. Yeah. And business yeah. is going yeah. under and all that the other terrible things. To you. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, but anyway, yeah. it is but the reality. Yeah, have we're you guys in tried any
2: have you guys tried any like anything to like keep you busy as far as that goes? Like
0: Walk walks walks are yeah. good. Um Lots of long walks. Uh I didn't think that it would help, you know, be super bummed out and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to fucking do that. It's not gonna help sure. anyways. Life is Yeah, stupid. that's what was me at the beginning for uh, sure. Uh but uh yeah, I went on a few like hour long walks and those are really good. The gyms are open again. But Yeah, it's you know, a little
2: sketchy. We're
0: we're going into a third yeah. wave, guys. That's that that that's oh, it. No, it, it. I like, hope not. I, I'm not I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's that's what happen. happen. We're having a
1: third lockdown. For I imagine sure. that it'll. That's my guess. Yeah, with, with what's happening now, with the reopenings, there'll be spikes in in the numbers. That's just how it has been going. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if schools things get shut yeah. again. Yeah, it's really tough on on businesses like yours yeah, too. I imagine goes. Matt and like I've had conversations with a lot of different people, and and I am of the opinion that it'll, it'll be locked down again. So like any plans that I might be making for a world yeah. that's that's open, I'm not ready to like commit to those yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah. enough. You don't want to. I, I don't think you want to be counting on it right now. Is all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. How's uh Katie doing with all all the like y- your your fiance? Fiance, fiance mm-hmm. is uh, uh, a nurse. Yeah. How's she? She is she a doing with all this. Is she tired? Like exhausted? Yeah. Uh, it,
1: it, it. I mean, her job is difficult. Any on any normal As quote is. unquote normal day. Right. COVID sort of adds this extra layer of like, well, now you have to wear all this extra equipment, which we're all well, we're yep. you know, probably have complained at one time or another about having to wear a mask. It's like any of the nurses or the frontline people, they're wearing a, a, a way more uncomfortable mask and a face shield and an entire gown and gloves. And every time they go from one room to another, they have to change all of that or scrub all of it or wash all of it and then put it all back on so it's 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 pretty grueling for like a long shift and then you know obviously the more overloaded the hospitals become yeah like sometimes some weeks are extraordinarily difficult for her and you know from 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 my perspective um like early on it was all about you know thank you nurses thank you doctors thank you frontline workers and all the you know big businesses were piling on cuz it was opportunistic to support these people and like a year 100%. later it, it's it's like nobody's talking about that anymore and there's you know in uh, the previous <laughs> yeah. uh second wave at the height of the second wave which was the worst it's been in Ontario like they're working harder than ever so um i guess if i'm trying to say anything here it's like don't forget that these people are still you know, the, the, everything about COVID is still they're happening. still in it's it. still, still super real. Yeah. Um, well, they're fucking probably so exhausted. Yeah, by like this we point. we may have, you know we mean? may be sort of chilling at home and 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 we're dealing with what we're dealing with and and, and whatever. But like they're yeah, they're still yeah. You can't, uh, fighting you can't complain when on. you
2: look at what they're going through. Exactly. Right? It's like, so I would just think, like,
1: yeah, I would yeah, encourage well, people you- to to send send some love to to anybody you know who's, uh, who's in that position. Yeah, that's my rant.
2: It, it, it was funny listening to the earlier podcast episodes because I could tell what stage of COVID we were like going through because you guys would like talk about it briefly. <laughs> funny, yeah. And I remember I think, I don't know whose episode it was, yeah. but it was like, yeah, like how do you feel about the whole mask thing? Like, do you wear a mask in public? And I was just laughing. It's just like, well, now we all have to. Like yeah. that was a while back, yeah. right? So you could see like, that. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like people were had opinions about the mask thing, right? And it's like, sure. uh, no, uh, that's totally <laughs> mandatory. We, yeah. we were idiots. They yeah, didn't know what they yeah. were talking about at that time. They well, remember and, that uh, they were like they didn't know yeah. what the masks did at that time.
1: The the highest like public health officials that uh, I remember because I was watching the news every day and they were, were the high uh, high end officials in Ontario and otherwise were being like yeah you can wear it if you want to but you don't have to it's not clear that it does anything yeah. and it was like I, and I always kind of wondered tinfoil hat theory here but I always kind of wondered if they were saying that so that people wouldn't hoard them because everybody was hoarding yeah. Um, things at the time. Well, yeah.
0: yeah. Or buy them all and sell them on Amazon.
1: Maybe that's a good place to wrap it up. Unless you guys have any other points you got to hit. I know Mike's got to get to a lesson in a bit. Thank you so much for coming on, Matt. We'd love to do this again anytime. Yes. Pick your brain yeah, a little bit more sure. about thanks. production. A yeah, walk. thanks
2: for having me and uh, go support the it. podcast people. They're doing good things here. <laughs> go buy that buy merch. That merch. Yeah, buy that
1: merch. Get that Patreon. Yeah. yeah, and thank you for your support on the, on the Patreon as well there, Matt. Oh. That's not... Uh, oh, I I, I, have- that's not anywhere in yeah. any way directly related to uh Matt coming on as a guest, but he has also a listener and is supporting the show. I enjoy the show.
2: I enjoy the show. Yeah, don't <laughs> let anyone else on unless they're a patreon I appreciate and, uh, that. <laughs> yeah, there.
1: Right. Yeah. there you go. But we do really appreciate anybody who's who's taking a look over there and, and thinking about supporting the show directly. Uh there are some cool perks including uh yeah. coaching sessions and lessons and stuff with Mike and myself. Um, among other things, and yeah, we do have the merch store up and running, com. Just click on the shop button, t shirts, masks. Uh anything you want to do, that's another way that, that you can directly support the show and then get a bit of swag to uh you know, show off to your friends. Make a podcast ain't free, so if if uh if, <laughs> if, if, it's crazy how you can I've always said probably said this before, it's crazy how you can upload unlimited amounts of like video to YouTube for free, but to put like a forty megabyte yeah. podcast file on a website, you have to pay a bunch of money. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> wow, um, that's weird.
1: I think for the song of the week this week, we got to play an anathema's blessing tune.
2: Oh geez, yeah. Oh fuck there yeah. You go. yeah. Here, 100%. Mike's ready to win. So Mike, away. send
1: me in one hundred percent. Which one, Matt Matt, Matt? Matt, you got to choose, oh, choose
2: which that's one. That's too the hard. Guest.
0: Send me that's an. Way uh, too I need MP three. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right, I'll pick something. I don't know.
0: Let's let's just. Let's read off oh, these yeah, titles. Oh, you got hear the right titles. Now, this actually. is great. Uh, the titles are the titles are great. Uh, okay, I can name a couple off the
2: top of my head, but I don't know all. I don't know if I. Okay, okay, go ahead. I remember yeah. this. Whatever first whatever track was miss, "Lords I'll, of the Sky," and then <laughs> "Never Real" <laughs> was the second track. Uh, That's good. Uh, that remember one was yep. "Sell the Soul." <laughs> Sell the Soul. <laughs> That's pretty dark. Uh, yeah, melodius oh, yeah. and the Seer, Melodies and go. the Seer, a uh, oh, little go. bit of like <laughs> fantasy lyrics. Yeah, okay. very. Yeah, TJ, who our singer yeah. at the time uh, was very into Final Fantasy, the video game. I remember yeah. him telling you that. So a lot Prince, of these such titles a and ideas,
0: Alice. Wrote, yeah, yeah a lot of yeah. the titles yeah. come yeah. from that. Um, so uh, okay, so the the ones that you missed oh, yeah. was Lament Part One, <laughs> Part Two. Um, I don't even remember what those sound like. Uh, home. Home's a good one. I okay. okay. like Maybe home. that'll be the one. Uh, slay, <laughs> slay the Betrayers. Slay the Betrayers. Slay <laughs> the uh, Betrayers. Melodius and the Seer, I think, is my favorite. Uh, if Al had to check them out, uh, Melodius and the Seer yeah. is, that is a fun my one. favorite. Home. Depends uh, how Lord much time the you sky, want this song course. to be because some uh, of
2: them are a little lengthy.
0: Uh, like... <laughs> Yeah, the longest track on the album is eight minutes and thirty four seconds. I feel like so you are clicking on um,
1: like a like a metal band name generator on 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 the internet or something, you just coming up with these. You know,
2: seriously, it does sound. Like-
0: <laughs> well, what is our next? Uh, what is our next band going to be called, you need Matt? Something Let's good. see. Metalbandgenerator.com. Feral Satan. Oh wow, is that's gonna nice. be our next. That's metal dark. band. Or gates of flesh. Oh, that's. <laughs>
2: We gotta com- kind of hey, we gotta combine our dogs' names or something. That's
1: pretty graphic.
2: Like Fergie Mo yeah. or yeah. Fergmo. I don't know. That's not working. <laughs> Ferg,
1: Fergmo. <laughs> That's no, not metal that sounds enough. Sounds like a DJ or something. Um, yeah, it does. So, Matt, where can people reach out to you if they want to inquire about uh, producing or? Uh, hire you for a gig at some point in the future or just ask a question or anything
2: (laughs) yeah sure Um, they can go to my website so mattomusic.ca or they can uh, email me matt at mattomusic.ca they can go to my YouTube uh, youtube.com slash mattomusic pretty straightforward Uh, Facebook I think is also mattomusic so pretty much anywhere uh, there you can find me IG I think is also at mattomusic I might have said that already but yeah
1: perfect yeah yeah and yeah. Mike Mike Hevs is on uh, Instagram at go. Bruno the Meek. Also on Facebook, uh, I'm at Alro Music on most social media platforms. Uh, so feel free to reach out to us if you have a song of the week submission or uh, an episode idea, or just want to say hey, or maybe uh, inquire about various services that we provide. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We're happy to be back, man. Episode 65. We're 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 a senior podcast now. Um, we'll see you guys all next week thanks for listening bye for now